0: So first, I want to say hello to everybody. Shalom Aleichem. For me, it's good evening. Here in Yerushalayim, Yer HaKodesh, Thursday night. Um, One week after we had had a so-called fragile ceasefire. I use the term fragile. That's the term that was used because we're dealing with um, across the board. Para odams. Only way to describe them. You know, as Rif Hutner Zatzal used to say, that they're um, unfortunately, you know, that the B'nai Yishma, this is what it's described to in the Torah. That the uh, the first word is para. Adam is afterwards, but the real definition is they're just they're just beyond beyond the uh, beyond the pale. And then we're um, you know. We're hearing all the reports about not only what happened here in Israel, but what's happening around the world, and the United States, and America, and all your the communities. Not every single place, but the fact that it's become like um, daily occurrences. It's really um, the anti-Semitic um, beatings and and shoutings and obscenities and and and, and dangerous and and. And uh, I don't know what was going on in Manhattan. I don't know if it was a bomb. It wasn't a bomb. It was firecrackers. But but you know, people walking around and people getting hurt. You know, a boy from Lawrence, boy from Lawrence, got beat up. Young man from Lawrence, you understand, he's a half to graduate, and uh, the ugly, ugly, um, ugly uh, face, which unfortunately, it's been around for a long time. But in America, we, you know, people are kind of like immune to it. You know, like, you know, it's not really, uh, not really, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's always, I, asked, I remember I had some guys from, um, from Machon Yaakov over on Friday night, just talking about, did you ever have, did you ever have any anti-Semitic, like, uh, events that took place with you? And one guy said, yeah, there was like one, one thing he had, one thing happened. You know, and he wasn't religious, but, you know, one time that, you know, a guy called him out, you Jew, you're Jew, you're Jew, said some, some other words which I can't mention because I'm a rabbi. But before I go on to speak a little bit more about this, I want to open up the mics. I want to open up the mics and maybe we could just get a little bit of input, get a little bit of what here, what's going on, some practical things. And uh, from J- Josh, I want to open up the mics over there, get the mics open. Yeah, mics are open. Mics are open. Okay, Lieby, try to behave, but I want to hear you, wanna hear your comments. Anything that you've you've heard about, you've been involved in. Libby's being quiet. What's why? Libby, turn on your microphone. Come on. Rabbi, it's, it's, I mean,
1: nothing, nothing, nothing different than than normal. I think the the only difference is that now at least you get to see who the enemies are as opposed to just people keeping it inside. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. Stephen, what do you say? About. About. About what and on the Manhattan's anti-Semitic events, like you know, have, did you have any involvement in it? Did you just hear heard the news. Like, what no, do you I think?
2: The news, uh, and I think there's, you know, something that we we discussed, um, which is you know stuff going on on campus, which is not uh, any, uh, it's not any different than what was going on before. It's just now a little more pronounced. Um, and I maybe
0: can... it, so Maybe I've mentioned it, so everybody else can get an input into it. You know.
2: You know, just just uh, at least where I went to school, the, the University of Michigan, the student government and some affiliated groups around campus have been sending out, uh, you know, statements or letters condoning uh, Israel's behavior and uh, clearly uh, not um, recognizing uh, that it's a two-sided affair and that uh, that there's a uh, on the other side of the table. So. Um, you know, I, I think there have been a lot of my friends that have been very disrupted by a lot of the the letters and the statements that have been released by, you know, where at least where I went to school. I can't speak about other universities, um, but you know, th- that's clearly um, you know very very anti-Semitic in nature. I think.
0: Josh, anything from your end?
1: Yeah, it's just scary. I mean, there were there's um, the, you you heard of the. Uh, the anti-defamation league the adl right it's the biggest force that fights anti-semitism so they have the gdl now it's called the goyim defense league and these guys uh-huh. are driving around uh, you know in the van all over our communities and you know big signs the holocaust never happened hitler was right you know and then we had a massive there was a rally in boca no one no one ever expected this to happen. There are hundreds of Palestinians, Palestinian flags. We heard there was a rally. We thought maybe five people would be there, and everyone was kind of shocked and stunned. Like no one knew how to how to react. We're still not really mm-hmm. sure how to react.
0: Right, right. So it is scary. Yeah, everyone's afraid. Yeah. So, um, just to I mention, suppose- Robert, there, there was
1: one incident in Passaic where a car drove by, and uh, I mean, I just I mean, I remember reading about it. In one of the chats that said, you know, to be on lookout for certain cars.
0: But people were shouting at people as they walked to shul or anything like that. Right, right. So there was one one near Yaakov Talmud that uh, in southern Florida, who told me that uh, I don't want to mention his name because I didn't get a chance to really ask him through it. But you know, he said that for the first time in his life, he says he's not a he's not a weapons guy, but he has a license for a concealed weapon, and he went and he went on the shooting range, and he's got a gun, and he went to shul. This pair of shabbos, he went to shul with a with a gun. You know, just the fact that he has a gun. You know, it's like you know, like uh, so. Yeah, yeah there are us. lots of gun, lots of guns in Florida. Lots of guns. In lots of
1: guns. The Jews yeah. they're, they're armed here. They are all armed. They're all armed. Yeah,
0: yeah, they're armed. So you know, right? brings me back to the old days of you know, Rabbi Americana Zichrona Rocha who was killed by an Arab Palestinian. And he was a big um, he was a big uh, force for the Jewish Defense League, going back all the way to the seventies, nineteen sixties, nineteen seventies. So it's not like it's the first time that there's been anti anti anti-Semitism in the United States. But you know, I want to mention just you know one point, which is you know I've been thinking about is that there's no question if we we have to take a look at the you know the way I look at is like. Not what's on the outside, but what's on the inside, and what's really what, what we have to look at as B'nai Torah, as you know, the of the Torah. Instead of just looking at it as just anti-Semitism, as anti-Semitism, we have to understand what 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 Hashem is telling us in anti-Semitism and everything that's been going on in our world. In our world, as we take a look at the world, and it looks like you know, it looks like a world which we're not used to. You know, we're not used to not being safe and we have everything under control and we know what we're doing and and uh, we have um, we have health and we have uh, hospitals and we have doctors and we have police force and we have we have authorities we have presidents we have prime ministers you know and uh, there's order order in life you know we we make it we we're, we make the decision we decide what's going on and over here we see a world that's really being flung into a, um, the only way I can describe it, it's like a, like a helicopter that's, looks like one of the rudders fell fell off and it's just swinging around and you know, it's gonna crash land and not crash land. And, um, you know, we had, just a few years ago, everyone remembers? There were, you know, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, there was a shul that was, uh, there was a, People were killed by uh, anti-Semite, uh, San Diego and the Chabad shul, Jews were killed. And we kind of like, okay, we, what, what did we do? We, we instituted security, security, we have security in the shuls and we're gonna have a security team. And I, I'm not saying that people shouldn't have security and shouldn't have security teams. That's what you have to have. If that's what you have to have, that's what you have to have. But it's an indication of where we're holding in life. It really shows we're holding. I mean, oh, we got to go every, every, as Mayor Connery used to say, every Jew of 22. That's what he used to advertise, every Jew of 22. Um, I just remember, just, it hit me, struck me that I remember, and I can't right now I can't remember the exact time period, but when we had the terrible, terrible terrorist attack here in our community, in Arnove, and... Uh, neighbors and friends of ours were killed and shot cold-bloodedly in a shul in the holiest of holiest davening, in the holy of holies, Talas and philins. And, uh, you know, it was horrific, horrific that it would happen, and, you know, nice, quiet, peaceful Harnov. But it just brought to fore that nice, quiet, peaceful Harnov is not any different than any other, other nice, quiet, peaceful place in Eretz Israel and not any different tiftach Belasatin than any other nice quiet place wherever Jews are living. We're all under attack. We're all under attack. The Jews are under attack. That's the way it's been. That's the way it's been since the beginning of Gaulus. And the Golas has not ended, and we're still in the exile. We have to realize we're still in the exile. We're still in the Golas. That's the mess. That's I think a message, a primary message. We're still in Gaulus. We have not left Gaulus. We haven't gotten to the, what's called el Amnucha menuha v'el HaKadosh has made miracles and since 1948, we've been able to come back to Eretz Yisrael, we've been able to maintain ourselves and have an army and a, and a government, a place that Jews can live and practice their Judaism and be f- free as best as we can, but we've been attacked time and time and time again, and it hasn't stopped, hasn't stopped. So that means we're not yet at the gula, we haven't yet reached the gula, that's for sure. And 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 that's another aspect. One aspect is that we're still in gola's and the other we haven't gotten the gula. And do we really daven and pray for the gula? Maybe that's what Hashem was also telling us. Are you praying for the gula? But I remember when the attack took place. I remember like, a, like a, maybe a day or two later, or three days. I can't remember exactly. I remember there was a yid from Muncie, a Muncie yid, a nice fine Muncie youth. He came to daven in the local at a local Stiebel in, in Imre Shefer. You know, I davened in Mincha today. And uh, and I remember him remarking to me, he said, oh, where, 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 why, is the, why are all, all the doors open? Where, where's the security? Where's the security? I said, I said, what do you mean, where's the security? You know, there was an attack here. I said, yeah, there was an attack here. So they should they, they should have closed up all the shoals. There should be armed guards. I said, what are you going to have armed guards around every single shoal? You think that's really what's, that's possible? It's plausible? But that's what people do. We always go back to this thing and we kind of think that we'll take things into our own hands. And throughout the gullas and the exile, there are certain, that, yes, I'm not saying that we shouldn't have security, but, Im Hashem lo yishma'ir, if HaKadosh Baruch is not going to watch over the city, then no one's going to watch over it. And uh, I remarked in the shmooze I gave this week that I have a couple that our um, wonderful Balchuva couple that we're close with, and I learned with him, and uh, his wife is a niece of the. Um, I, I mentioned it to to Reb Josh, the niece of of the uh, Skan Aloof of the Chel Avir in Israel. His name is Tomar Bar. Did you look? At, did you check up on him, Josh? Did you check up? Not on yet. Him? Not yet. I'm, I, I haven't spoken to my daughter yet, but I will. Yeah. I'm sure she'll know. I'm sure she'll know the name. And Tamar Bar is is, is 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 a very big, you know. The way I look at it, you know, he's he's, he's done a lot. He's a hero, and he's doing a great, great things. And every single member of the armed forces, from the top to the bottom, these people are defending the Jewish people, and they have to. We have to daven for them. We have to pray for them, and we have to be thankful for them. Beyond 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 our understanding, that's what my Rebbe Chaim Flevitz used to say. That we have to daven for the chayilin, and We have to you have to have a curse for the Chayyelim. No question about it. But I remember that she remarked to me that she went on a, on a previous trip, she went she visited him and she, he took her to the, I'm not gonna say all the secrets, cause you know, you never know where you seem to But the place, but they have all the top level security throughout the entire country. And she was able to see how everything is, you know, he, she, he showed her how everything is, is, is covered. We have the entire, every single, inch, an iota, a millimeter, in Israel, we know exactly where the planes are coming in, what's coming into the country. And we have systems to stop things from happening. And it becomes very, very assured that, you know, we can do it. And the truth is, to a certain extent, that's what a shtadlus is. We have to have the best system in place as best as we can. But if we don't have the real defense system behind it, which is navigating which is showing giving siyat the because in the end of the day you need siyat the for every single thing that you do because the system is a system it's not a perfect there's no such thing as being hermetically sealed so it's got to do with the fact that are we doing our job what's what's the, what's the secret defense system of the jewish people of the jewish army uh, we said over many many times we used to say over that in the in, the, in, the, in the Torah, it says, There was a thousand and a thousand. There were 2,000 from each tribe. It was called a thousand and a thousand. Why a thousand and a thousand? Why not alpayim? So Chazal say, A thousand for war and a thousand for prayer. That's the way you can go to war. We go to war with prayer together with going to war with Muhammad. So this is the attitude that I think we have to try to instill within ourselves, to be machazic and to recognize, hey, we got to be davening better. I saw it brought down in the sefer today that Rav, Rav Yashiv, Rav Yashiv's son of law Zilberstein said to him, like, you know, what's the, what's the biggest kayak that we can have? Interesting thing. Biggest kayak you can have at times of danger. He was speaking about like different situations in the country. He says, "When you daven for somebody else, then we have the kliol. When you daven for somebody else that's in the same situation as you, then a Baruch Hu will answer your prayers because you're not just davening for yourself, selfish self, you're davening for the other. And when you daven for the other, then Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, oh, you're not just thinking about yourself. You want to help another yid. Then you're going to be the tefillos are going to be answered for yourself as well. Rav Yashiv said that that's the attitude. If we if we have the attitude, the entire if we were looking in Israel during the twelve days of, of 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 missile fire, and we were truly davening that every single Jew throughout the entire country should be saved, not just myself, but everybody else should be saved. That is no question in my mind. That's a very powerful tool. And I think to a certain extent that the that Yidden and, and the Diaspora, in the Galus, you guys, where you guys are living, Shem is telling us, and it's not just for us, it's for you. We're all in the same boat. Kol I arei vimzel we're all in the Sfinah together. There's no such thing as a Jew in Israel that's under attack, and a Jew in the Galus is not under attack. There's no such thing as a Jew in the Gullahs that's under attack and a Jew in Israel. No, we're all in it together. We're all am echot. We're am echot. And I mentioned that this week I I, I heard a gathering that took place in the city of Lud. All the Rabbanim from the city and the chief rabbi, Rabbi David Leal, and Rabbi Yitzchak Mizrahi, the Roshiva from the Mir came. And they say, I didn't see the crowd, but they say there were thousands and thousands of religious and non-religious Jews that heard the drushes and the tillim that they said. And it was amazing, amazing. To me, it was amazing because a lot of times people get caught up in the, I want to call this false narrative, the false narrative of thinking that, you know, my way is the highway, is the only way. You know, ah, the litvak, he doesn't like the the Chasid. The and the Chasid. Doesn't like what? Doesn't like the litvak and the, the svardim and the Ashkenazim, and Lababich, and 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 Mizrahi with the kipas ruga, and over here on this dais, there was everything there, it was everything. It was Mizrahi Hasidish. It was kipas rugot Lababich, and everyone got a turn to speak and everyone spoke and they spoke very very strongly. Yeah, you, I heard. A, I heard myself from Michal Twersky this week. Just time to go off on a tangent to speak about this. You know, you know today, you know, like we don't realize, you know, what the, there was an old old machlekes between the Misnagdim and the Hasidim. It was a vicious argument. You know, they, when the Hasidim came into the into the into the history, there was a big big backlash, especially by the Misnagdim Without getting into the whole history about it, with the Gain, the Vilna Gain and the Balatanya and everything else.
2: But it was vicious.
0: And I heard the story as an Emerson story, that there was a Yid, a Hasidish Yid, and he married into a, uh, how, how it happened, I don't know, but he married into a Misnagdash uh, uh, family. And then his wife gave birth to a baby boy, and there was going to be a bris, And he went, like late at night, he went to the next town to, to go to his Rebbe, and to ask his Rebbe to be the Sandik. And he, um, is a great miser. <laughs> and he, um, and he invited his rebbe to come. And he went with a horse and buggy. And the rebbe said, "Come early in the morning, and you'll pick me up, and we'll go to the prison." So that's what happened. You know, he went and picked up the rebbe. Very, he, he stayed overnight in that town, picked him up. And, drove, and while that was happening, his shver, his father-in-law, knew that he was going to this rebbe, and the rebbe was the was the uh, the model of. Uh, Hasidus and he was a misnagda, it was anti the anti Hasidus. So he went and he got 10 people together and he got the mayo and he did the bris was without the father of the boy being there. <laughs> the Father comes back with the Rebbe and the priest is done already. That's it. <laughs> <Bam>. <laughs> and uh, so the guy was like so embarrassed and now he's got to go to his Rebbe, he goes to his Rebbe, you have to hear what this Rebbe did, he goes to his Rebbe, he tells Rebbe, I feel bad, embarrassed but he told him the story that the Fatima is an anti-Chassid, he went and made a bris, so the Rebbe said I'm so happy and he had to, like it wasn't like a fake, he said I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you a tell you a he said listen to this gaval you have to hear the whole thing from beginning to end he said, my whole life I work on that I should do mitzvahs 100% as best as I can to the best of my ability with all of the hidurim. All of the hidurim means you do it with all the halachic ramifications of it and also to do it lishma. And a lot of times, like after I do the mitzvah, I say, oh, you know what? I forgot that chumrah. I forgot that hidur. You know, and I feel bad I never really ever do something b'shlevis. But over here, I was ready to do this mitzvah, to be the sandik, and I had pure kavana, and I didn't make any mistakes, because I didn't end up doing it. I mean, so the rabbonusim came along, was the rabbonusim was the one that takes care of everything, and he arranged that I shouldn't be able to do it. But that means, I. the rule is, that if you're mechashe velases mitzvah mitzvah if you thought about doing a mitzvah, and you don't actually do the mitzvah, it says ke'ilu aso, as if I did it. So I got a 100% mitzvah with all the lishmas, with all the durim, without even doing it, so I'm very, very happy. I'm very, very happy. And Rav Michal Tversky said, he said, how does he know this, Maisa? His father-in-law, Michal Tversky's father-in-law, was very sick in the hospital, last period of his life. And he was in Manhattan. And it was sukkah's time, and he couldn't go, couldn't fulfill the mitzvah of, of sukkah. And the old Satmi Rebbe, Rebbe Yoylish, came to visit him. And he bemoaned to, to Rebbe Yoylish, and he said, "I in my whole life I've been behind the of mitzvah of sukkah, and now uh, I wasn't able to make it. So Rebbe Yoylish told him this, Meisa. And he told him, of, this is the story. And you get the schar just like what? Just like you actually did it. Just like you actually did it. and." Tomorrow, if you listen to the Devar Torah, I'm going to say over how it ties into the Parsha. I'm going to leave how this part ties into the Parsha. But it ties into the Parsha. It's a I'll leave that for now. But what do I want to show? I want to show like this. When we stop thinking about our brothers and sisters, that's when we're lost. When we think about our brothers, we reckon we're all in this together. HaKadosh Baruch creating a situation they have to recognize. It's Kulanu ki'ish echad. There's no difference between a Jew that lives in Jerusalem, in Ashkelon, in Tel Aviv, in Boca Raton, in Los Angeles, in New York, in Manhattan, even in Passaic, Lakewood, Borough Park. Doesn't make a difference. We're all in it together. We're all yidden. We're all in it together, and we have to daven for each other. And we're calling That's what the Yashav said. We have to daven with, with yes or say's, yes or eyes, with more with more kavana. I told the boys in Yeshiva today, for some reason, I feel, I don't know, I'm, for some reason, I don't know why I said, like I'm an ancient guy, but for some reason, I think that like, you gotta, like, now's the time when, that, when we should be saying Tilim every single day you have to davening at least one parak of Tilim we should be saying. Well, Rabbi, it stopped. The missiles stopped flying. What do you mean the missiles stopped flying? What do you think? They're not planning on shooting more missiles. You think if they don't have a chance, they're going to do something? There haven't been stabbings and incidents, and not only here in the country, but throughout the world. Anti-Semitism is is unfortunately too alive and and too well. Not well, well. It's well in a bad way. So... To me, it's like HaKadosh Baruch is putting us all on the same plane, field. HaKadosh is saying, we're all in it together. We're all in it together. And when we realize we're all in it together, that in itself is our kayach, Rabbi Yislam. That's our strength. Yes, they won't be able to take us down. They're not going to be able to take us down. Why? Because we're mu'uchad. When we're mu'uchad, then the Rabbi Yislam says, we're climbing together. That's the way it is. I heard a word from one of the Rabbanim in, in Lud. And, and, and he, he said over that, if you take a look at this week's parish, the parish that starts out parishes, and then it speaks about, again, all kinds of good things, good, good things. And then the end of the parish, that we know, is the mis'ainanim, and the complainers, and the truth is like this there's a sheet which holds that Sefer by Midmar is split up into three Sifrei pa- Torah, it's three Svarim. Because the Gemara says in Baba Basra that, excuse me, in Shabbos, yeah, that the backward nuns separates the first part of the parish and the second part of the parish, and the middle part is a separate separate Torah. Separate separate Torah, and it comes out, there's really seven chumashim in the Torah. There's seven books, not five books. But it's interesting, if you'll take a look at the beginning of Bamidbar, what did it speak about? Su'u B'nei Israel, spoke about Parsha's uh, Nasay, Nasay Israel, B'nei all the all the different, all the B'nei uh, Gersha, counting and Chavivus, all kinds of good things about Klai Yisrael. All kinds of good things. And then all of a sudden we have all the bad things. We have all the clothes and the, and the complaining and it's, it, that's the Erev Rav. There's a lot of things which happen in life. What's in, what separates What's the, what's the hefzik in between? Lift up the a. When the A goes, that's when Klai yisrael goes.. When we camp, we camp, River vice yisrael, a gathering. The Mefarshim say 22,000 is the minimal amount of Jews, 22,000 Jews gathered together. River vice Alpha. River vice only time the Torah says River vice. two revolvers, 10,000. River Vice is 20, alpha is two, 22,000 getting together. That, that, that's a group, that's a group. What's the hefzik in between how we get through the gullus? How do we get through the good times when things seem to be going all right, when we're counted and when everything is great and we can travel to Israel and birthright is moving and all the tours are going and we don't have to worry about Corona, and the hotels were open. You know, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, they went this past weekend. They've been working very, very hard. They moved to Israel from La Jolla, California. They went to the Waldorf Astoria for a vacation. The Waldorf is open, the hotels are reopened. And they went there for Shabbos. And I gotta tell you, it was a good vacation for them, but it was a little bit bittersweet because they asked me before Shabbos, do, do I think they should go to the Kotel? And I told them, I got to be honest with you. At that point, I can't tell you to go to the Kotel. The Mir put up a sign not to go to the Kotel for Shavuos. The Ger put up a sign not to go to the Kotel for Shavuos. It's still very, very tenuous. Very, very tenuous. Not as simple. And people are not, not the same. I know people are going to the Kotel, but it's not the same. So, as they said, they walked around Friday night. They said it was it was eerie. Not a lot. not a lot of people there. Not a lot of people there. So on one hand, it's difficult times. And on the other hand, it's good. and they're going to be good times. And things are going to get better. But what's really getting better, when you know what's getting better is when we're attached to the Vahib and Seirah, we're attached to the Torah. The more we're attached to the Torah, that's the hefzik between the Peronius. Ah. ay, 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 ay. The Arabs have been fighting with us since 1920s, pogroms, 1929. And I gotta be honest with you, if you think for a second that they're not para odoms and when I say this, I don't want to say that every single Arab is exactly the same. No. Nope. Could be just individual Arabs that are that are that are good people. But I talk about the Ummah as an Umma, they're radicalists, they're fundamentalists. They themselves, if you hear, you know a little bit about the history, they themselves can't make peace with each other. The only way they live is in dictatorships. On their own, they can't make anything grow. Only when Israel came and the Jews came that all of a sudden this place began to blossom. The narrative that they are, they have rights here because the land belongs to them, is a false narrative. There was never any Palestinian nation. There was no Palestinian people. It belonged to different countries, different empires, but the only people that for 3,000 years have prayed in Daven and and, and this is our land. Before that, from Daven Amela, from Avram Avino. We're here way before them. You know that in the Quran, it doesn't say one time the city of Jerusalem. Not one time is it mentioned. Not one time is it mentioned. And they talk about Al-Aqsa belongs to them and everything else. And we're the we're the we're the ones that took over. The, we didn't take over the country. They have nothing. And what do they do when they have it? They just kill and maim. That's all they want to do. And we don't have to be apologetic about it. The truth is, is that. We realize, Rabbi Isai, this is what's important to know. I think it's so important. If you take a look at the broad-based campaign against Israel in the UN, it's if you just follow a little bit, just go online, and you'll see some of the stuff which is, took place five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years It's the same exact narrative. They say the same stuyot. The anti-Israel bias is beyond understanding. And there's no way that we're going to stop it. That's what I want to bring out. There's no way we're going to stop it. Now, it could be, yes, we should try to get spokesmen and we try to speak about it, but it's not going to change them. It's not going to change them. And what's amazing is is that the world follows that narrative. Why does the world follow that narrative? Why? Why can't they see what Israel's doing? Why can't they see that we're, we're peace loving and they hate us? They're the ones that lobbed the missiles, who we didn't start lobbing missiles, they lobbed the missiles. The answer is, halachi, as of Yaakov. is deep down, they all ate us. If they have one little thing that they can use against, us, they'll use it against us. Halachi, as of Sani Yaakov. There's halachi, as of Yaakov, and there's halacha that Yishmoel is Makanabi Yaakov, is Bi Yitzchak. This week was um, the 200th yard site of the B'chayim Velazhnar. Ah, everything we have today in the world, in the world of yeshivas, all started because the Chaim established the, in the modern day era of the last 20 years, he was the one that established the concept of yeshivas. All the major yeshivas that came out afterwards, Tells and Slabotka and Branovich, they all came about because they were all outcomes of Velazin. And Rechaim Velazin writes in his Nefesh HaChaim an amazing, amazing thing. And I, I worked on this for a period of time in my life, and it's something, that it's a big avoda, because really what we need and during these times is, yes, we have to daven for each other, we have to do whatever we can. That's what we have to do. And I'm not trying to say that we shouldn't try to make whatever security measures they say in your individual community it's needed, you should follow it. But don't go crazy over going out to buy guns Okay, follow whatever the directives, whatever the 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 the, the, the shuls and the, the yeshivas. They're the ones that will help you to get those things together. But don't go crazy over it. And here in Eretz Yisrael also, we're not putting in guards into every single shul. We're gonna follow. I saw just today, Rabbi Yisroel says, Eretz Yisrael is not is not a, a sakonist of It's not. Even with the missiles flying, it's not a sakonist of we have a good we have a good defense system it's it's not perfect and there are people that died during this last battle but we have we have we have a we have a system and people go into this into the, into the bomb shelters and people are saved because of that and we go on the offensive in the military and the military has been very very successful and we have to be proud of them and we have to support them we have to adopt them for them but we have to recognize Rabbi said, that if we won't have hashem yishmar here, then the military by itself is not enough. The gun by itself is not enough. But if we really would be holding by a true madrega, which is a hard thing, but it's a madrega that we should try to work into ourselves, we would listen to the words of Reb Chaim Volozhin. Reb says that there is different mekaymus in the in 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 the higher worlds. There are places which relate to the Mokoyimus of Tumah and relate to the Mokoyimus of kishuf, and there's Shemais and there's Ma'lochei chabala. why are um, Kshofim Kshofim means usually we translate as magic but why are they called Kshofim? The Arizal says ma- Kshofim means mechashiv she-makhishim p'amayish The Mechashim they like deny the truth of the rabbinu level and they get people to think that there's some other forces which are around there that's why it's called the mechashif it's mechashif it's, it's Kishuf is a is a trait it's a, it's a, a, a connecting to those two words but he says like this there's a schooler if you want to get rid of all Dinim and ritsainos of other people upon a person, that they won't have any effect upon you. When a person accepts upon himself in his heart has, that Hashem is Elokim the true God, the ein mavada, there is no other force in the world. Again, we recognize ein oid mavada, and there's no other force in the world except for a kodesh And all of the worlds call the whole world is filled with HaKadosh Baruch Hu's oneness. When I on my heart completely to this concept that there's no other mukam, there's no other place except for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Watches over the people. He'll watch over the person. And that's a that's an Ava, it's not an easy thing. But that's what we really we really have to work on Aramuna. We have to an Aramuna and attachment to Hu. How we how do we get through anti-Semitism? How do we get through missiles? Aynoid Hakadosh Baruch with us. I saw this maaser that during the during the during the Gulf War, Reb Chaim Kanievsky Shlitter Stark said that there's a kabbalah from the Chazanisht, that no bombs will fall on Tel Aviv, on Bnei Brak. And they say that that's what happened. Thirty nine missiles fell. And they fell all around around Tel Aviv, Ramat Gan. Nothing fell in B'nai Brak. And uh, I heard two things. Number one, there was a, a Kola guy that was living in Tel Aviv, and he said should he moved to Bnei Brak for the missiles. A lot of missiles were falling in Tel Aviv. And he asked him, what does he do there? He says he gives shiurim. He's Mechazic people. Prime said, you can stay. Nothing's going to happen to you. And then there was a, a Friday night. There were sirens in Bnei Brak, and supposedly a bomb fell in Bnei Brak. R. Zilberstein said he went to the area and he checked it, and it was 50 meters out of the... <laughs> out of the area of Benebrak, it wasn't. It wasn't in Benebrak, and they came to Reb Chaim, and someone said to him, "Reb Chaim, you look very, very tired." So he said, "I'll tell you why I'm tired. Reb Chaim always is tired. Reb Chaim his schedule is not to be is not to be believed." He said that I promised everybody that Benebrak wasn't because my uncle said that the said, nothing said nothing's in Benebrak. So what do you think? Stam, it's not going to come. We have to daven. Shouldn't come so I've been adding on to my davening beyond the regular that he does, which means Raphaim sleeps maybe three four hours a night. He's added on special tears, and that's why he literally rings around his eyes because he was so tired from davening for the, for the, the fact that people in B'nai B'rach should be saved. Besides, that he davenes for all of Klai Yisrael Rabbi say, Adam, what does man do in order to be saved from the Hevla Mashiach? Yasik Patera. The biggest is be good to another person, for another person. And anti-Semitism, it's been around forever and ever. Until we get to the Gula, we have to go through this. How do we defend ourselves? By attaching ourselves to the Vaheib in Yes. Heshtatlus? We have to establish. Whatever the stadless is in your community, follow what that is. is. Don't go running around to have fights. Don't go running around to go and to be a, a near Jake. Nair Jake, we'll get them. You know, remember like the old days. No, you're old balabatim today. Just stay, stay, stay safe. But think about every single Jew throughout the world. What can I do for him right now? What I can do for him is I can be Isaac and Tyrion and and the We'll send the Yeshua. We'll see the Gulashleima Mirz Hashem. Looking forward to seeing one. I know that I, I mentioned to Josh that I'm planning a trip to the United States. I'm coming in Mirtz for Stephen Braid's wedding. And I hope to be in Florida. And if there's a group of people that want to get together from Florida, and I'd love to have a gathering and to see everybody and maybe have a BBQ or just to see everybody however we could. It'd be a great thing. And Passaic, we'll have to get to a different time on this trip. We should be so good to see everybody here in Erdoganville.
2: Thank you for listening to this Foundation's podcast production. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. Thank you and have a wonderful day.